T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Mike's on. He's ready to go. All right, here on The Fan on a little after 6 o'clock on this Tuesday evening, brought to you by Casamigos Tequila, as always. Brought to you by those who drink it, and we thank them again for their patronage. On this uh, early March evening, as uh, Super Tuesday comes your way, so I know I'll be watching that stuff tonight. I don't know if you will, but that's the most interesting thing going on right now. I'm sorry, it is by a long, uh, by a, a long margin. So I'll be watching that this evening. Hey, I'd rather talk about that than talk about you know which door Spike Lee went in last night. I mean, how, how did these things only with the Knicks? And it shows you it's this time of year because if it was a month from now, if the Yankees had a game tonight, if it was anything going on. They wouldn't have been obsessed all day today, which which door Spike Lee's allowed to go in. Now, to me, this is just ridiculous that it's even a story, okay? I don't think most Nick fans, I think most Nick fans care about their team. They're hoping against hope that someday it gets better. They hope that now the next and newest of Nick's presidents has some way of getting something done, although we'll wait and see. Uh, they had to be at least elated for one evening with what went on on the court. But, I mean, that's what you're going to worry about? I can tell you this, okay? Number one, most Nick fans who aren't at the games, or even the ones that are, aren't worried about whether Spike's going to the games or not. They're really not, okay? I think Spike's a legitimate fan, okay? I know Spike very well. He's a legitimate fan, and the best thing you could say about Spike is he pays for his seats. A lot of celebrities don't. A lot of guys don't. I mean, Spike could go to a lot of those games on a cuff. He doesn't. He buys his season tickets. He buys those front row tickets at a big buck. So to me, I could care less what door he goes in. All right? Now, I don't know if he's what's true and what's not true. I don't know what door he was told to go in. Is there a VIP entrance? Yes. You know, if you're a media guy, you can go in. I mean, I went in the 8th Avenue door sometimes. I went in the other door that he's talking about. You know, you want to call it the VIP door. I don't think of it that way, but if you want to call it that, I went that one a lot too. So sometimes that way, sometimes that way. I didn't think it was a big deal. 
if you got a guy, if if he's always been going in the one on eighth and thirty third, who cares? Let him go in there now. If you said you have some reason why it's no longer a viable door for him, tell him in advance, and that's the end of it. You tell the guard this, and no one gets in. Now, the guard's going to want to let Spike because he knows him. He's been going there forever. Okay? The guard's going the, the to want to let me in because I've been going through there ever. Though I, now I'm not welcome anymore, so you know, things have changed because Dolan's mad at me. So uh, he's rescinded my credentials because uh, you know, I called him a child when, over this whole Nick over this whole FAN thing, you know, so he's, you know, pulled my credentials. Um, and I haven't really wanted to go to a Nick game recently. Anyway, he, they took away, they didn't give me a credential for the Big East. I didn't ask for one this year. They, last year, they wouldn't give me a credential for the Big East. So I didn't, I didn't go. Um, but what's the big deal? If he's already in the building, you're going to make him go back outside? I mean, that's ridiculous. See, the Knicks... Or the garden, either one. Same thing. Dolan. He's very, very bad at ratcheting down situations. He's much more capable of turning them into bigger ones for no reason. But the other part of it is, even if he's right, even if it was a case where he's in the right, Okay, the Oakley case is an example. Everyone thought Oak was 100% right. What I heard, Oak wasn't 100% right. That thing got out of hand. He should have been taken out of the building in a different way. He's a, 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 a beloved Nick, but he wasn't in the right when he was sitting there that night, from what I understand. But as far as the fans are concerned or the media in New York is concerned, Dolan's wrong because they can't stand him. So he's never going to be right. He can't win these battles. He can't win this battle. So why go there? Why even make it an incident? Because he can't win. He's starting from so far below ground, he can't get up and see the pavement. No one's going to give him the benefit of the doubt. That's all there is to it. They're going to take anybody's side, including Spike. Now, like I said, I don't think most Nick fans care whether Spike goes the rest of the year or not. I, I tell you right now, They'd rather see, you know, if, if they're, I doubt they're going to any games. If they're even watching the games, and they might be until something else, you know, comes along, or at least the uh, NBA playoffs start, you've got to watch something. So maybe they turn it on and hope for the best and stay with it. And in recent weeks, the Knicks have had some outings that have been acceptable. They've had some, even a couple of good efforts, dare I say. But... Why it always has to be this ridiculous stuff? It just makes no sense. But that's the way they do things. It really is. It's it's penny wise and pound foolish. They know they can't win that battle, so why make it an incident? You want to defuse those things if you're an organization and just move on. That's it. It's not. There's nothing to be gained there, except some more negative headlines. Now they don't really care. I'm sure he cares a lot more about what's going on versus Bama out on the West Coast than he does about what's going on with Spike Lee here because that has to do with business. This doesn't affect the team in any way. Spike's going to come back because he, 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 wants to see, he wants to watch the team. Spike's a sports fan. He goes to the games. I mean, that's the way it is. If there's a big game, you know Spike's going to be there. He's going to try and be there, which is fine. Pays his way. 
All right. Does he try to get himself a little attention? Yeah, but that's his thing. So he likes to, he likes to be noticed. Players know him, so they, they notice him. You know, he wears his jerseys. He sits up front so people notice him. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's his thing in life. So, again, who cares? And he, and he does pay his way. So who cares? It's much ado about nothing. But the thing is, Dolan can't win these battles. He has no chance. That's why they're better off not being started. And if he actually went, the way I'm hearing this is, he went in the building through the 8th Avenue way because the guards are going to let him in. They don't want to say no. They know him. They've been talking to him. They know the guy. They, 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 if you've been going there forever, they know you. You know them. You know them by name. They know you. Say, how you doing? Walk in. Now you tell him, go out and go around. I mean, come on. He's already in. Tell him next time doesn't happen again. Next time, we're stopping you at the door, if that's the edict now, that, that, you know, that entrance isn't allowed anymore. Okay, so be it. If they tell you that entrance isn't the one you're allowed to go in anymore, it's their building. You go in the other one. It's no big deal. You go in that one. You go in the elevator. You know, you go to, you stop at, at where, you know, where the club is, or you go to the arena, one or the other. You know, that's it. Get in the elevator, say hello, go to the one floor or go to the other floor. That's it. Not too difficult. So it's not like it's a big deal. The people over there who work there are very nice. The people who, the security people there are great. Really are. They're great people. I've known them all, my God, 35 years. Very nice people there. From the guys running the elevators to the ladies at the desk to the guys who work in the restaurant to the security people they all could not be nicer class people every one of them treated me great my whole life they're very nice people i know a lot of them very well i mean i used to take all the food we had left over and give it to them you know to the guys when they were hanging out after i did the play-by-play show you know whatever we had left over we'd always give it to them at night so i mean they're really nice people and I'm sure this has nothing to do with them. But they get caught in a, in a hard, in, between a rock and a hard place. They don't want to say no to Spike when he walks in. But he's been walking in there for 25 years. And why you make an incident out of something like that is silly. Spike's not a threat. He's not going to hurt anybody. He's going to a seat. He's not a security risk. The whole thing's just dumb. It really is. It's a slow day, and it's just dumb. But in the scheme of things, it means... Really less than nothing. It really does. He's going to be back next year. And if the team's ever good, he'll be there. He'll be thrilled. And that's what it comes down to. Can the team just figure out a way to somehow have a meaningful season? That's what really, you know, can it find a player that people can gravitate to? You know, they just can't get a break. I mean, how about last year? Forget Zion. How about last year if they could have gotten Morant? You know how good Morant's going to be? How about if he had just, and I'm not knocking Barrett. I think he's going to be a solid player. But can you imagine if Morant had just fallen in their lap? What that would have meant if that kid was in New York right now and you knew you were building a team around that guy. He's going to be such a special player for the next 10, 12 years. It's going to be unbelievable. He's got it. He's got greatness written all over him. Didn't happen. Never seems to happen for them. You know, in the NBA, you, it's got to bounce. You know, you can be good like they've been 
in San Antonio. Or you can be good like Jerry West has been everywhere he's ever been. And as good as Jerry West is, was on the court, he might even be better off the court, which is almost insane to say, because that's how good he was on the court. I mean, he was it. He was Mr. Clutch. He was it. But that's how good he is off the court. Unless you have somebody like that, you need to get things to bounce your way and just be in the right place at the right time for the right player. Or just, you know, if you have someone who just knows who the player is. I mean, think about it. How many teams, I keep saying this, how many teams did their homework on the freak? How many teams knew or had an idea what that guy was? I mean, everybody knew what LeBron James was. He was here. He wasn't a secret. But how about that guy? And what he's become. And to how outrageous a talent he is. And what he's doing right now. And what that team's doing right now. And what he's capable of doing. And think of how many teams passed on him. Or go back to the teams that got bluffed into passing on Kobe. The Nets did. He played them. I'm not playing for you. Yeah. Tell me that after I draft you. But the point is. Think about it. How many times that special player. All right, listen. Jordan had a fall in your lap. Tim Duncan, they orchestrated that pretty cunningly, in a cunning way to get Tim Duncan, to get that special player. But how many times that player just falls in your lap where you're just in the right spot at the right time, and then you got a decade. I mean, Red Albrook was smart enough to use a loophole with Bird going back to school that year, had the right to draft him, and they had a year to sign him. So he drafted him while he was still in college. So that's using your noodle, and look what he wound up with. Okay, but you can also make a trade and wind up with another special player, or somehow the player falls in your lap. There's someone doesn't take the player they're supposed to take. So it happens. Because in that sport, the one player makes the difference. He does. He just, that player you gravitate to. And, you know, Porzingis was good, but he wasn't that player. He was not that player. If it's going to be from an injury standpoint or just a personality standpoint, he's, he's, really, he's good, but he's not what, you know, Doncic is or what the freak is or that guy who changes everything. That's the guy you got to find. Once in a generation, you hope you find him. That's what, and that's what, you, that's what you're hoping against hope for, that you've, you just wind up. Now, you can cobble a team together like Riley's done this year in, in Miami. He's done a beautiful job with that team. After some really weird decisions in recent years, he's put together a nice team. Is it a team that's going to win a championship? No. Is it a team that might get exposed in the playoffs? Yeah, but you know what? They've pounded away, and they've played really well, and they drafted well, and they put some pieces together, and they put together a nice team. Or look what Toronto's done. 
taking a chance on a Van Vliet and look what he's become or, or, or uncovering a Siakam. You got to be good. You got to do your homework. And then you got to be lucky enough to have that player just fall into the spot sometimes. I think about what the conversations must have been. And, you know, those players that aren't here, those players that are overseas, we don't know about those guys. We really don't. There's a lot about them we don't know. But the teams that went and, you know, put in the time and said, this is our guy. Look what they wound up with. Go look at how many teams passed on these guys now who are these special players in this league. So it does happen. It does happen. And I was thinking about this the other night because I was watching the game with Morant and I was thinking, why couldn't this guy just have wound up in New York? Could you imagine if he was here this year? What, what would be going on now in this town with this kid? Now you can take the negative side and say they'd ruin it or they'd ruin the situation or ruin him or something like that. All right, listen, we can, they, they've earned that. They've earned that. They've shown they can, you know, screw up a one-car funeral. I agree. I agree. They don't get the benefit of the doubt. They haven't earned that. Not in a long, long time. But it's funny, you know, I was thinking back the other day when we, I was having a conversation with somebody about the Knicks and we were talking about the day that the Knicks got the rights to Ewing and what that was like the next couple of days and what the expectations were. And let's be honest, he wasn't what we thought he would be. And I was around him a lot in college, and he did not become the pro that I thought he would be because we thought he was going to be a very different player in the pros. Much more of a defensive force than he turned out to be. Much more of a ferocious player than he turned out to be. Much less of an offensive shooter because he became one of the really, truly great shooting big man in the history of the sport and watching his game in college you would not have thought that would be the case that he would be that kind of pro- I mean he became really one of the great shooting big men of all time when you think about great shooting big men you think of uh, Bob McAdoo and you think of Bob Lanier and you think of Patrick Ewan he was a great shooting big man wasn't a great rebounder wasn't a great defender what gave you how many great years here where if they just could have put the peace with him, but every year they were in contention with him and with the pieces around him. So it was really fun. And, you know, you discount what 24 and 10 or 23 and 11 meant every single night and what it gave you. It gave you an opportunity. And those days were fun. I mean, they really were. And if you're old enough to remember them, you know how much fun they really were. We miss that. I miss that. That's the thing I've missed in the last 10 years more than anything else in sports in New York is the fact that we haven't had any reason to go to God and have one of those games. Like we had when the Pacers played against the Knicks or the Heat played against the Knicks. Or the Bulls played against the Knicks. 
and how you know and how big Riley was, and how consistent Ewing was, and how how epic those battles were. I miss that. Now, talk about the next one. It's Oakley being dragged out of the building, or Spike Lee using the wrong entrance. What a farce. That's what makes Nick news now. Spike Lee going in the wrong door. Or how many, for how long did people talk about Oakley and that whole silly stuff that went on? In the old days, that would have been a 10 minute conversation because there was basketball to talk about. Back after this. They play Arnie's tournament this week down in Bay Hill, down in Orlando. And, you know, this is usually the Tiger International because, uh, you know, Tiger, or Tiger Invitational rather. I mean, Tiger won this thing 9,000 times. He's not playing. And he's not playing the players either. Um, and he might have to come up to the Masters just on practice. Not easy to do. Very, very difficult. So uh, I don't know if he's going to get a week in here along the way until Augusta. Uh, he wanted to play this week. His back's been bothering him. He's out of the uh, he's out of the Arnie's tournament. Which isn't the guys show up to play Arnie's tournament out of respect, as you know, they always have. Um, and it's one of those tournaments the Tigers always owned. Uh, so the question is. What does it mean for his spring and whether or not he can even be a factor, a forward factor, you know, coming into the Masters if he has to come in off having all these weeks off? I mean, it's tough at his age anyway to be competing with a razor-sharp Kepka or McElroy who one of these years is going to not have his putter fall apart in the big spot or Rama is going to realize what it takes to win. Or Fleetwood, who last week put it in the water on 18 at the PGA uh, with a chance to win and still hasn't won in America and led after uh, three rounds and then didn't get the job done last week despite how well he hits the ball. 18, a shot that he should have been able to make, an eagle possibility, a birdie to tie, put the ball in the water. Uh, But... Fleetwood's going to get over the top. He's that talented. It's going to happen. Uh, McElroy, one of these years, is going to come over here and he's going to make all those short putts that he doesn't make. I know you have Johnson always to deal with, too, and then Kepka's going to be ready for the majors. He's not ready in these other tournaments. He's just not. I mean, you just you don't pick Kepka in these other tournaments. He just doesn't treat them the same way. He doesn't. He uses them to get ready. He's, he doesn't try to win them. Now, I'm not saying he won't try to win the players. He probably will. But... He thinks mages, and listen, that's the way Jack thought. That's the way Tiger always thought. There's nothing wrong with Kepka thinking the same way. It's worked out really well for him with the way he's performed in mages. Uh, the Masters now right around the corner, but like I said, it looks like Tiger uh, will have to come up and get ready for it. I'm sure he'll play in it, but uh, he'll have to do it with a big question mark considering the fact that his back hasn't allowed him to play and get ready in any of these tournaments along the way in the weeks to come as they hit Florida and uh, start to count down the weeks to Augusta, which really, once you get to the NCAA tournament, Augusta's right around the corner. It starts three days after they crown a champion on Monday night. 
they start in Augusta three days later. So it is a very, very big week uh, for CBS, my buddy Jim Nance, and for all of us because we get the championship game on Monday night and then the Masters a couple of days later. Casamigos Tequila, as always, brings you the program brought to you by those who drink it. We'll see you tomorrow. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.